Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson, and I would like you to join me as I minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Let's open with prayer. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light and the power of Satan unto you. And Father, grant a spirit of grace on this message. A spirit of grace. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I grew up in a denominational church. I was in church since about the fourth grade. I went when my parents didn't go. I remember we sang a song back in those days. In fact, that we still sing it. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Oh, I like that song. I remember as a, a youth singing it with all I could. I love to sing. And I remember thinking, when I was a little older and I was considering the song. Have you ever considered the songs that you sing? And I was considering the song. It said, seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. And it was talking about everything I needed to eat and everything I needed to wear and what I needed to drink that God would supply all of them if I would seek the kingdom. And you know what? As a young girl, I thought, well, how do you do that? And even as a teenager, I considered, how do you seek the kingdom? And in college, how do you seek the kingdom? Do you know that the answer to that question was right in front of my eyes and I never saw it until God opened them? That's why I pray in the beginning of every message, God opened our eyes because he did mine. And the answer to how to seek the kingdom of God is in this Bible right in front of your eyes. If you will go with me again to Mark 1. These last messages we have been doing are on Mark 1, 14 and 15. And you know, these messages, it's good to hear them more than once. I remember when I first started coming to this church, to Water of Life. Week after week after week, our minister, Dole Davidson, would stand up and say, turn to Mark 1, verses 14 and 15. I mean months. It got to where the point I would roll my eyes. Why are we going there again? Months. Mark 1, 14 and 15. And after months, after months of listening to Mark 1, 14 and 15, it finally started getting into my heart where I could use it, where I could believe it. The answer to how to seek the kingdom is in Mark 1, 14 and 15. And it's in one of Jesus's very first messages. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus tells us how. Mark 1, verse 14, it says, Now after John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching. Preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, how did Jesus preach the gospel of the kingdom of God? Next verse. Verse 15, and saying, this is what Jesus said. He said, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. 
Repent you and believe the gospel. That was one of his very first messages. It says the time is fulfilled. Jesus is here. And it said and the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. This is what we're supposed to be seeking. That's what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. Seek you first the kingdom. So how do we seek the kingdom? The next couple phrases. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you. Repent you. And believe the gospel. Now we talked about repent the last couple of messages. All it means is to change the way you're thinking. To change what you have your mind set on. To change what you trust in. Change the way you're thinking. Change your will. And do what? Believe the gospel. Believe the gospel. So to seek the kingdom, Jesus said, you want the kingdom? It's at hand. How do you do it? You repent. You change the way you're thinking. And you believe the gospel. That's how we seek the kingdom. We talked about it in the last couple meetings. That that kingdom, as according to 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not in word, but it's in power. The kingdom of God is in power, not in just words. And we also went over the kingdom of God was within you. Luke 17 verse 21 Jesus saying, neither shall they say, lo here or lo there, but the kingdom of God is within you. So we know the power is going to be in us, in us. And we also know, uh, last week we talked about Luke 12, 32, where it said, Jesus said, fear not, little flock. He said, for it is your father's good pleasure. It is your Father's, Jehovah's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, to give it to you. Jesus tells us in his very first message how to get it, how to get it. Mark 15, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Repent you. Change the way you're thinking right now. Change that thinking and believe the gospel. And what does believe mean? Oh, I used to get tripped up on the word believe and the word faith. They didn't have any anchor in me. I didn't understand the words believe and faith. But you know what? It's not that difficult. Believe means to trust in, have confidence in, trust in. Faith and trust go together. And you know the other words that really help me? It means commit to, adhere to. To have faith means to commit to. To trust in what? To trust in the gospel. In the gospel. So now we know to seek you the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added unto you if we seek that kingdom. Well, now we know by the message of Jesus himself to seek the kingdom, this we believe the gospel. We believe, we trust in, we adhere to, we stick to, we commit to the gospel. Now, the gospel is defined. 
It is defined. It's in the Bible. It's not that difficult. It is not an array of statements. It is not a gray cloud. It is absolutely defined in 1 Corinthians 15. Let's go there. Moreover, brethren, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He said, I declare unto you the gospel. So now we know Paul declared the gospel. Jesus said, believe the gospel, trust in the gospel. Paul is declaring what we need to trust in, what we need to believe in the gospel. He said, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. So now we know we stand in the gospel. What does it mean to stand in the gospel? Well, you know, when you stand in something, you're not going to move around a lot. You're going to stay in one place. You're going to anchor there. And Paul was saying we stand in the gospel. We don't move from it. We commit to it. Oh, it's beautiful. Verse 2, by which also you are saved. Did you know you are saved in the gospel? Oh, I can't wait till we study these a little more. There's so much here. But we are saved by that gospel. We are not saved by the Ten Commandments. We are not saved by Moses. The Apostle Paul here says, by which also you are saved. So what saves us? It's the gospel that saves us. You know, your behavior won't save you. It's the gospel that saves you. If you keep in memory, if you keep in memory, what I preached unto you, remember he preached the gospel, unless you have believed in vain. You can't believe the gospel on Sunday and the rest of the week go about your own ways. It won't work. The power won't be there. The miracles won't be there. And that's what we're after. We're after that kingdom. We're after the power of God that works in us. We're after the miracles that bring us our jobs and our money and our healings and our peace and our safety and our security. That's what we want. Jesus said we have to believe the gospel. Now, verse 3 here is the gospel defined. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. So Paul received it. How? That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. There is the bona fide definition of the gospel that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Amen. That's the gospel, that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again. Now you say, how can there be any power in that? How can that save us? Oh, I have the perfect testimony years back that I believe will show you will help you because it certainly changed my life on how to believe this gospel. It was, I believe, in the late 80s. I had a little daughter. She was about two or three years old. And we had just moved into our first home. 
she came to me one evening late. It was about 10 o'clock and she had her hand over her ear. She said, Mommy, my ear hurts. And she was in tears. I knew exactly what was going on because she had had this before. She had an ear infection. We had gone through several of them. Oh, they're painful for little kids. She was only about two or three years old. This was late at night. It was 10 o'clock. I knew I couldn't call the doctor. It was too late. I couldn't set up a prescription. How was I going to deal with the evening? I remember I put her in her bed. I said, all right, hon. And I did the things that I knew to do to make her as comfortable as possible. And I told her, Kristen, mommy's going to go in the kitchen and pray. Because I knew if if God didn't do something, it was going to be a long night. So I made her comfortable. I walked in the kitchen. Now, back then, we had a kitchen that was a, a long rectangle. And I walked back and forth praying. Praying everything that I knew I was supposed to pray. Oh, I pleaded the blood of Jesus. I thanked him that by his stripes she was healed. I prayed, God heal her in the name of Jesus. I prayed all those prayers over and over. And all I could hear was my daughter crying because her ear was hurting her. I don't know about the rest of the world, but as a mama, I didn't like to hear my children in pain. I didn't like to hear them cry. And I got more and more desperate as I prayed, walking back and forth in the kitchen. And I can tell you, I remember it just like it was yesterday. I walked up to where the stove was and we had a a vent over the stove and I was looking at the vent, I was looking up. By this time, I was so frustrated that I threw my religion right out the window. Ever done that? And I got dead serious. I said, Jesus, what do I have to do to get you to come down here and heal her? And there was a silence. And then I said something out of my mouth that I did not say. It wasn't me talking out of my mouth. It was the spirit of Jesus talking out of my mouth. And he said these words, Kathy, the sacrifice has already been made. I stood there in shock because I realized that the spirit of God had spoken out of my mouth. And then I was considering what those words were. First off, he said, Kathy, So I knew, God knew my name. He knew where I was. He knew the situation I was in. So he had to know that Kristen was crying. But the next words, the sacrifice has already been made. As I stood there and considered those words, I saw for the first time what the gospel was. For the first time, I understood what the sacrifice was made for. I understood what God was after. Turn with me 
to Isaiah 53. It's all in the Word of God. It's all right here, but God had to open my ears so I could hear. Isaiah 53, verse 4, Surely, surely, Jesus has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. Surely. How can you get any more sure than surely? Isaiah, with the spirit of Christ that was in him, speaking these words through Isaiah's mouth, surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pains. And yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5, But he, Jesus, was wounded. Why? For our transgressions. Not for his for ours and he was bruised for our iniquities those were my iniquities that were on his body the chastisement the punishment of our peace our safety our prosperity our security our welfare was upon him and with his stripes with his stripes, with the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. We are healed. Do you hear those words? I didn't hear them till that night. I could not understand that gospel, why Jesus died, why he was buried, why he was raised the third day. Well, if you don't understand it, how can you trust in it? So I stood there and considered these words. Surely he has borne my daughter's sicknesses and carried her pain. He carried that ear infection on his body. Oh, the love of God that sent Jesus to die on the cross, to be buried, to be raised again. And as I stood there and considered what Jesus had done, that that was the sacrifice, that there was no sacrifice that I could give that could heal my daughter, that Jesus had already made that sacrifice. He already paid the price for her healing. All I had to do was believe it, commit to it, trust in it. It took a while for me to come back to reality. But when I was again aware of my surroundings, I realized that my daughter was asleep. She wasn't crying anymore. She slept all night. And when she woke up the next morning, she came to me and I said, Kristen, how's your ear? It's all better, Mommy. It's all better. She had no pain. She had no ear infection. Jesus had healed her. And you know what the wonderful thing is? Jesus didn't stop there. Oh, no. Jesus didn't stop there by healing her ear. She never got another ear infection from that day forward. And not only that, but I had three boys after her and not 
one single one of my children ever got an ear infection again. That is the kingdom. That is the power. That is the kingdom that God, good pleasure, wants us to have, to walk in that power that Jesus paid for. Oh, Jesus paid for it. He paid dearly for it so we could walk in it, so we could have that power that Jesus had while he walked on the earth. It is available, and it was paid for with a dear, dear price. And you know what our job is? Our job is simple, to believe it, to trust in it, to adhere to it, to commit to it. That's our job. Amen. If we will go to John 3, like I did last week, I want us to get these things in our hearts so that we get the kingdom. We just don't want to hear about Jesus. We want to walk in the power that Jesus bought for us. John 3, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus answered. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you. You know who he's saying it to? He's saying it to a ruler of the Jews. A Pharisee who knew the law of Moses and walked in it. Jesus didn't tell him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Believe the Ten Commandments. Oh, no, he didn't. What did he say? He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again. Except a man be born again. Verse 3. He cannot see the kingdom of God. You know the kingdom of God can be all around you, but you never even see it. You never even know it's there. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, let alone walk in it. So the first thing we have to do is we have to be born again. And Jesus made it simple. Go to Romans 10, and I will show you exactly what he said to do to be saved, to be born again. And it's verse 9. He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That is all that is necessary. He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That is a promise. Now, pray this with me if you would like to be born again. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. I believe you were raised from the dead. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. 
And I ask this in your name, Jesus. You know what? He never fails to hear that prayer. Amen? Amen. Let's finish by hearing a beautiful song by Paul Peters singing, I'd rather have Jesus.
Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would like to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. That's kd at kdwol.com. Or you can write her at Kathy Davidson, Post Office Box, 94 1925, Plano, Texas, 75094. You can also find her on the internet at her website, kdwol.com, and on Facebook and also YouTube. Until next time, God bless.